All right, get ready. Buckle up. It is election day in America. Have you voted? Are you excited? Are you nervous? I mean, I love election day. The results coming in, the different states, the decisions. I mean, besides the presidency, we have House seats that are up for grabs. We have Senate seats. I mean, it is an incredible, incredible day in America. The whole world stops every single thing that they are doing to ensure that they know the results of the American election. That is the weight. That is the strength that we hold as a country. And every single thing that we hold near and dear every day, our values, our freedoms, our liberties, as Joe Biden says, character, the soul of this country is on the ballot. You're right. It is. And guess what? The best choice for this country is Donald J. Trump. We've gone through his accomplishments. We've gone through the policies. We've gone through his campaign, his theme, his message to the American people has never, ever wavered since 2015, five years ago. He has had one common goal to make America great again. In four years, Donald Trump has done that. Donald Trump knows how much this country means to every single incredible American patriot that is out there, that has early voted, that woke up early this morning to vote today, that's going to stand in line so that they make sure their vote counts for Donald J. Trump. Now, I have to start an election day with a Ronald Reagan quote or else I wouldn't be a true conservative. When he was accepting the presidential nomination, at the Republican National Convention in Dallas, Texas, August 23rd, 1984. This was um, a few months before Reagan was running for re-election. When, uh, when the election day occurred in 1984, he was running against Walter Mondale. Walter Mondale won one state in that election, that being Minnesota. And by the way, Minnesota, 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 I've been talking about it. It's one of the 15 states identified on this program as being a swing state that a lot of other uh, pollsters and commentators and news and political experts haven't really classified it as a swing state. But I believe that the president has a real shot in Minnesota tonight. And by the way, as far as early voting, as far as uh, voter turnout looks, things look good for the president right now. I don't want to say it too loud, though, because I don't want to jinx a single thing. Um, if you're listening and you're still in line right now, make sure you get out there, stay in line and vote. It matters so much. Uh, everything is on the line. Uh, in this election. By the way, we are a few hours away from the first states starting to close and we'll start getting results uh, rolling in. Now, as far as Reagan goes, he said in uh, 1984, quote, every promise, every opportunity is still golden in this land. And through that golden door, our children can walk into tomorrow with the knowledge that no one can be denied the promise that is America. Her heart is full. Her torch is still golden. 
her future bright. She has arms big enough to comfort and strong enough to support for the strength in her arms is the strength of her people. She will carry on. He was talking back then in the 80s. Obviously, we are in the um, 21st century now. Unafraid, unashamed, and unsurpassed. In this springtime of hope, some lights seem eternal. America's is. That was Ronald Reagan in 1984. If we love this country, if everything we hold near and dear we value so much, then think about not only for everyone who's living right now, but for our children and for generations to come. This is our moment to ensure that we preserve everything we love and stand for in this country. As I have said all throughout the entire year leading up to this exact moment, the choice is clear. Do we want free market, the free market economic system of capitalism, the thing that has made this country so great, or do we elect Joe Biden and open the door to radical extreme leftists, not even Democrat Party radical leftists, extreme socialists, and allow socialism in this country. The choice to me couldn't be more clear. It's illustrated in the New York Post's headline today. Fired up and burned out. Donald J. Trump on the left uh, uh, at his uh, campaign events, the rallies that he's been doing. Joe Biden on the right, by the way, president wearing no mask because the president wants to get uh, out of this coronavirus pandemic. He's led us through it. He's been brave. He's been bold. He's been courageous. Every single thing that Joe Biden has tried to use against the president, if if Biden, you know, he Biden was two weeks behind the president as far as the China travel ban goes. On January 31st, when there was literally only one known case of coronavirus in the United States, the president took an unprecedented step and shut down travel from China. We will never be able to calculate how many thousands of American lives that one decision saved. So the president has battled, he's been battling for the American people to get us through the China virus pandemic. Biden on the right, um, on the front page, coming down the, the stairs of his plane, looking uh, just gray, looking dark, looking like he doesn't even want to be president, wearing his mask, just looks so sad. And it's been a campaign that has illustrated that exact point, a sad joke of a campaign and a frail, confused old man that has that it looks like many times we've seen before, it seems as though he has onset dementia. He does, he is not up to this job. Why would we gamble with the safety, the security of this country to elect someone like Joe Biden, a weak, old, dumb man? Wall Street Journal, Trump, Biden, fight it out. Till the end, election officials steal for vote count as the candidates hit a string of battleground uh, states. The USA Today has Biden and Trump on the front page. Now it's up to you, America. 
Candidates have argued their cases for months. Today, the voters decide. Now, the headline that the front page that to me um, is the most telling is in the New York Times. Uh, anxiety, okay? And listen to the wording, by the way. Anxiety mounts with race at a bitter end. Now, the way that I interpret that, as far as the anxiety and people being anxious, I do not believe that anxiety is with the American people. I really, truly don't. I believe it's with our dishonest, destroy Trump every single decision, every single policy Donald Trump has advocated for and implemented has been criticized by the mainstream media. Make no mistake about it. They hate Donald Trump. And what I think this headline indicates is that they are worried. They are nervous because they have an inkling that Donald J. Trump will be reelected and be reelected tonight. Now, um, playing into this and the thought of that, in the Independent Institute back in June, Randall Holcomb uh, wrote an article, Do Incumbent Presidents Always Win? Uh, he says, in a recent post on the Beacon, I predicted that President Trump would be reelected in November just because he is the incumbent. And incumbents almost always win. Let's consider presidential reelection rates back to the beginning of the 20th century. I'll argue that setting aside special circumstances, incumbent presidents have failed to be reelected only twice over that time period. Now, um, he makes the argument, most recently President Obama, Bush uh, II, and Clinton were reelected. The first, the first uh, George Bush lost his reelection bid, but I'm calling that a special circumstance because Ross Perot, who was a third party candidate, got 19% of the popular vote. Uh, President Reagan was reelected, but he defeated incumbent Jimmy Carter to ascend to the presidency. So Carter is an incumbent who was not Re-elected. Carter beat Gerald Ford, also the incumbent, but Ford was not elected. Obviously, he became president when Nixon resigned, and he lost popularity because he pardoned um, Nixon. And then, obviously, we have the case of uh, JFK and his assassination. So he says, by his count, only two incumbents, Hoover and Carter, failed to win re-election. Um, and then he uh, reiterates, I'm not counting the first President Bush as a special case and noting that President Ford didn't fail to win re-election because he was never elected. Two cases in a century and two decades, incumbents almost always win. Now, um, I will tell you that the actual uh, statistic of that uh, is that out of the 45 presidents, only 10 of them did not win re-election throughout, you know, whatever circumstances that it is. But either way, the odds of the incumbent being re-elected are extremely good. And in this case, they look extremely good for Donald J. Trump. Now, some of the news that has been coming out today has been shocking. It's been surprising. But some of it is, okay, well, we sort of had an inkling that things like this we're going to happen and I'm talking about Georgia and Philadelphia what is going on in Philadelphia at this point in time we'll get into that um, in a minute now um, earlier today you had Jen O'Malley Biden 
She is the campaign manager for Joe Biden. I'm not making this up. This is her exact quote. We can win, okay, we can win without Pennsylvania and Florida. 49 electoral votes in Pennsylvania and Florida. They're saying that they can win without those states. Are you kidding me? To me, that sort of sounds like, yeah, well, we sort of know we're not going to do great there. And by the way, um, Simone Sanders, who's another um, Joe Biden advisor, said, uh, echoed that. She was on MSDNC this morning and says, they, say, they ask her, how important is Pennsylvania? Quote, we feel good coming into today. We feel good. We feel as though we're coming into election day with many paths to victory. We feel confident. You asked about Pennsylvania. Again, we feel good about Pennsylvania, but it's going to be close. Quote, there is a path without Pennsylvania. Now, as far as Pennsylvania goes, Pennsylvania and the ruling from the Supreme Court that uh, it's up to like nine days or whatever it is. And the, the fact that they're not even going to start in some counties counting the votes until tomorrow night is just incredible. Now, I would say to the president, do not have everything hinge on Pennsylvania. Make sure you win the election tonight and we don't have to wait on Pennsylvania and the 20 electoral votes there. Now, I do believe because of Joe Biden's stance as far as fracking goes and as far as oil goes. Now, I've been given the numbers all throughout the election cycle as far as fracking and energy goes. Now, as, uh, with natural gas in, included as well, the United States at this point in time is a net exporter of natural gas and oil. We are number one, the biggest, the best producers in the world of oil and natural gas. Now, why does Donald Trump get so much credit for that? In 2016, as far as crude oil being produced, right, the U.S. was making 8.84 million barrels of oil per day. Compare that to Russia, who was at 10.55, Saudi Arabia, who was at 10.46. Now listen to see how this changes here. So we're third in the world at that point. 2017 comes around. We were producing 9.35 million barrels of oil per day. Russia was still number one at 10.58. Saudi Arabia, um, number two at 10.13. Now, you see how we're getting closer. 2018 this is the second year of the trump presidency going off of him be uh taking uh being inaugurated on january 20th of 2017 the u.s was producing 10.99 million barrels of oil per day russia 10.76 so we've overtaken russia saudi arabia 10.43 and we've overtaken Saudi Arabia. 2019, last year, the U.S., as far as producing oil goes, 12. Okay, so we were at 8. We went to 9. Then we went to 10. Last year, 12.23 million barrels of oil per day being produced in the United States. Russia, 
10.85. Saudi Arabia, 9.82. We overtook Russia and Saudi Arabia as far as producing oil goes because of Donald J. Trump. What changed from 2016 to 2019? There's one single thing. That's the president's policies and allowing our companies, our producers to do what we need to do to be number one. As far as natural gas goes, we are now number one in the entire world as far as producing natural gas. Now, uh, and by the way, all of this resonates in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is huge as far as oil, as far as fracking, as far as energy goes. Pennsylvania and the 20 electoral votes that they have. Joe Biden, make no single mistake about it. Joe Biden, if elected as president, now will he serve uh, uh, even a month as far as being president goes? Who knows, because he's so old and frail and clearly isn't there that if the VP steps up and becomes president, Kamala Harris, the most liberal senator in the entirety of the U.S. Senate, what does, what's her stance on fracking? I am all for banning fracking. The president has played it at his rallies repeatedly. Joe Biden, no more fossil fuels. We are going to transition out of the oil industry. Joe Biden will indeed ban fracking. No matter how he tries to lie about it, no matter how he says, roll the tape, you know, give me the video, you're lying, Joe. You're a liar. You've been a liar for 47 long years. If fracking is banned in this country, these are the numbers. Don't take my word for it. Take the word of the American Petroleum Institute with no fracking, with a ban on fracking. $900 billion increase in U.S. household energy costs through 2030 in just 10 years. $6.3 trillion less for families to spend on priorities. $7.1 trillion in potential losses to the U.S. economy by 2030. An economy which cannot take another hit, by the way, because of the coronavirus pandemic. But we're already at the V-shaped recovery that the president was talking about. Just last Thursday, we got the numbers from the third quarter. GDP growth was up 33.1%, the most in a quarter ever in the United States' history. Uh, up to 7.3 million jobs, fewer U.S. jobs by 2022. Those are the very real results that we will see if Joe Biden is elected president um, tonight. Oh, excuse me, by the way, there's a phone ring. You know, does, do I ever have that sorted out? Now, CNN today, even CNN gave uh, Aaron Burnett, by the way, who was doing uh, special coverage with uh, Don Lemon. By the way, remember Don Lemon, who says that, oh my, oh, I, I, I had to lose some of my friends because they're so far gone. Aaron Burnett says, quote, the president has done a record setting number of rallies. By the way, 14 rallies in three days is just unbelievable, unprecedented, nothing like anyone has ever seen before. You can't say that the president left anything on the table.
That's CNN saying that. Can you believe on the day of the election, CNN is giving Donald J. Trump credit for every single rally he's done. By the way, as far as those rallies go, and if you think that the rallies and the attendance figures and numbers that we've seen from it, by the way, there was about a quarter of the people showing up to the Trump rallies, and this was from of the Trump data, uh, Ronna McDaniel, the Republican National Committee chairwoman, I remember going through um, the statistics and numbers that she kept continuously putting up that there was like 26, 25, uh, between the mid-20s um, as far as people that showed up to the Trump rallies that weren't even Republicans. They were Democrats. And all the numbers of people that showed up to the Trump rallies that have never voted, that had no desire whatsoever to vote in our elections, what do you think changed that? I can give you a hint. It wasn't a 47-year career corrupt politician like Joe Biden. It was Donald J. Trump and the impact that he has had on this country. People understand Americans up and down the, this country and from state to state realize that Donald J. Trump did not ever have to run for president. Why did he do it? Why is he continuously doing it now? Because he loves this country. We owe it to him to give him another four years. Why do you think he stands up to the Democrat Party, to never Trump Republicans, who, by the way, Rush Limbaugh earlier today was saying that they're just jealous and they've been phony the entire time as far as never-Trump Republicans go. I couldn't agree with him more. But the president fought through that. He fights through the completely dishonest, destroy Trump, 90% negative news stories, mainstream media every single day. And he doesn't have to. So we owe it to him to reelect him. And by the way, it's not like as if, uh, you know, he was doing a terrible job. I would say, well, it's because he used to be a reality uh, show uh, star that we should reelect him. No, it's because I see real results. We have had unemployment record uh, numbers uh, for unemployment being the lowest it's ever been for not only whites, but for blacks, for Asians for Latinos, for women, for the youth in this country, for disabled Americans. Donald Trump has provided real results, real victories. And by the way, we'll get into more of his accomplishments um, as the program unfolds. Pelosi today, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, the most powerful woman in the House of Representatives, illegitimate Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett. There are a lot of House races that are up for grabs. The House, make no mistake about it, the House of Representatives is there for the taking today. I have urged Republicans all throughout this election cycle, think of it as though here's your star player. He is giving you, he, he say he's run through the entire team. Uh, you you want to make it a hockey analogy? Go ahead, do it. He just went through every single player on the ice, he has put the literally set the puck on the goal line. All you have to do, Senate Republicans, House Republicans, is put that puck 
in the back of the net. It is sitting there for you. There has never been a greater opportunity for Republicans to hold the presidency, to hold the Senate, to regain the House of Representatives than tonight. It is there for the taking. Please do it. Stand up. Be, you know, have faith in your president. Have faith that his policies have worked. Have faith in the American people that they notice that the president's policies has worked. You know, this country is better off than it ever was under Barack Hussein Obama. President, hope and change. And his lackey, Joe Biden. Now, Joe Biden during, during the debate said, well, I was only vice president. Now I'm running for president. But I never, ever heard him criticize Barack Hussein Obama throughout the entirety of Barack Obama's presidency. Never once. 95, you know what Obama and uh, Biden had to show for themselves was 95 million Americans completely out of the labor force. Compare that to the president's economy. It's a no-brainer who we have to elect tonight. Now, as far as voting machines go, and this whole, you know, we've talked about voter fraud all the time. And sometimes we laugh about it, but it's, you know, this morning when I went to vote, by the way, I was up at uh, 5.30 in the morning voting at 6 a.m. Uh, I always make the joke and say, hey, do you want to see my uh, ID? And it's just incredible to me that we don't have voter ID laws. It literally, I mean, if you want to buy alcohol at a convenience store, or wherever you buy your alcohol from, I don't judge. I'm a conservative, for God's sake. Uh, you have to show your ID to do that. Yet you don't have to show your ID to vote. It's such a mystery to me. But anyway, voting machines went down in Westmoreland and Philadelphia counties. Uh, Michael Codry reporting it. Opposite sides of the state, both pro-Trump strongholds. Also, in Philadelphia today, there's a sign at one of the polling centers saying, Vote Tuesday. Democratic Joseph R. Biden and Kamala D. Harris, right? Um, also, Michael Kodry uh, um, reporting that election workers are now claiming voter machines are down in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Worker says voters can fill out a ballot and they will scan it later when the machines are back up. Yeah, are you kidding me? You're going to trust that? We knew things like this were going to happen. CBS 46 in Atlanta, Georgia reporting Spalding County election machines um, are all down. This was early this morning. And um, that Georgia County went for Trump by 24 points. In 2016, uh, Ed Bott, I guess, uh, I don't know who that is, but he's reporting that on Twitter, the Twitter box. By the way, that is true. Now, on top of all of this happening, and, and we knew that this kind of thing was going to happen, and I can't, by the way, I can't believe that any of this would happen, that machines aren't completely and totally up to par. I mean, this is, make no mistake about it, the biggest decision, not only in this country, but in the entire world. Like I said, the whole world stops and puts all eyes on our country. 
how can you know th these kind of things happen and it just drives me crazy i want everything to be perfect on election night so that no one is you know discrediting the integrity of our election now how about this we have spoken about this we have talked about it going forward what's going to happen as far as covid restriction goes restrictions go after the election the new york post today cdc says people sick with covid19 can break quarantine to vote in person so you can't go to church you can't go to a donald trump rally but you can protest and you can vote in person if you know you don't have to worry about covid19 now the president has been urging people to vote in person so if the cdc says that people that are sick that have covid19 can go out and vote why in the first place did we ever have mail-in voting it's nothing but a scam and it was put forward by again the party that loves to, ste to steal elections they love to cheat they're dirty they're underhanded this is these are all part of the democrats tactics that's how disgusting this democrat party is now new york post the citation coronavirus patients can break quarantine tuesday to vote in person the cdc has confirmed quote voters have the right to vote regardless of whether they are sick or are in quarantine well i wonder if that's because the people that are sick almost all of them recover from the virus you know notice how the narrative in the media and um as far you can, there's no excuse for it whatsoever it's always been we're seeing a rise we're seeing the number of cases go up they never ever ever talk about how the death rate the mortality rate of coronavirus is down 85 percent the president is right he's accurate when he says that the coronavirus cases are up because testing we do more testing than any other country in the entire world it's just a narrative formed by the mainstream media and the democrat party to stop donald trump from being reelected while having the right to do so infect uh while having the right to do so those infected by the contagion should quote take steps to protect poll workers and other voters the health agency said this includes wearing a mask staying at least six feet away from others and washing your hands or using hand sanitizer before and after voting the cdc said you should also let poll workers know that you are sick or are in quarantine when you arrive at the polling location the center uh advised ailing voters to bring extra masks masks excuse me uh hand sanitizer and their own black pen the more prepared you are the less time you have to spend at the voting site anyone who is sick should check with local authorities for specific guidance the agency said there you go folks you know i give it a month i give it a month or two if donald j trump is re-elected tonight in one month two months max masks are going to start going away 
the six feet rule is going to start going away. By the way, it, it, the six foot rule is still being implemented, and the CDC said that yeah, well actually it can travel further than six feet. So are we are we just going to you know forget about that uh, guideline? You know it's it's still in place for some reason. That's why I love the New York Post's um, front page today, illustrating that Joe Biden is going. Joe Biden wants a national mask mandate. He wants everyone in this country to be forced to put on that dang mask and make every single American look like, you know, the, the Chinese running around with the masks on their face. The president, because he believes in, in people having the choice to put that dang mask on or not, he will not. He said, quote, we will never shut down this country again. Joe Biden wants everything to be shut down why and by the way what's that going to cause more small businesses to lose everything that they've ever had i mean if anything throughout this election cycle what has been proven to us is that our republicans and our democrats in the house and in the senate they couldn't even come together they couldn't even unify throughout a coronavirus pandemic it was the china virus as the president calls it because it came here from china it was china who started a world war without violence they need to be held accountable holding china accountable is on the ballot please vote accordingly you think joe biden's gonna hold china accountable when his son got a 1.5 billion dollar deal with a subsidiary of the bank of china absolutely not he toasted president xi and said no they're actually good people and we built this together joe biden loves china if biden wins tonight you better believe that we as a country as the united states of america how depressing is this to say we bow down to china it's just unbelievable. And by the way, a China, and I've gone through this before with you, that our FBI director, Christopher Wray, quote, there's no country that presents a broader, more comprehensive threat to America's innovation, to our economic security, and to our democratic ideas than China. The president, on the other hand, compared Joe Biden's record and Hunter Biden's record as far as China goes and them loving them. By the way, remember, he got a, he goes on Air Force Two over to China. Then he gets that $1.5 billion deal. The president has done nothing but warned about China for five long years now. Quote, China's eating our lunch. Well, what does Joe Biden say? Well, China's already beaten us in the trade war. So... Joe Biden is rolling over. He's done. You know, he would rather make sure that he and his corrupt son profit off of China than have us actually hold them, you know, stand up to China, hold them accountable for coronavirus. By the way, whoever wins, I've said by the way quite a lot, actually. Um, whoever wins the election tonight, whoever is our president going forward, I urge them. I you know, we we can't afford not to. China needs to be held to account for everything they've done. Now, I don't know if it comes through not trading with China anymore and finding a way to not do business with China.
But, and by the way, I have more belief that the president will be able to do this. I believe that the president will say to our allies, we will take a firm, hard stance on China and say that, listen, you have been nothing but bad actors for a long time. What you're doing to the Uyghur Muslims in your country is unacceptable. The coronavirus, unacceptable. Stealing intellectual property, unacceptable. Everything that you have been up to in China, no more. Cut off trading with China. Cut off China as far as us negotiating with them goes. And our allies in France, in the UK, in uh, you know Germany, all throughout um, Europe, they would have to say as well, listen, here's our stance as the United States. We're not for China. You are either with us or against us. That's how it's going to have to be as far as I'm concerned. Now, The Economist, what a disgrace they really truly are. Listen to this. The Economist, our final pre-election forecast is that Joe Biden is very likely to beat Donald Trump in the Electoral College. The chance of Joe Biden winning, this is laughable, better than 19 in 20 or 97%. The chance of Biden winning the most votes is better than 99%. Predicted range of Electoral College votes, 259 to 415. Uh, the president, 123 and uh, 279. That poll, the, the Economist has been nothing but biased towards Trump, or excuse me, towards Biden throughout the entire election cycle. What a complete joke that is. And I believe The Economist is out of London. And by the way, the UK, you know, the coronavirus has come. I think they're going under lockdown uh, again. Now, CBS News, and I want to um, stick with CBS uh, News for a second because they posted earlier today, you know, Melania Trump, the first lady, all she's doing is going and voting in Florida. Here's the CBS News tweet. First Lady Melania Trump casts her palette in Palm Beach, Florida. She was the only person not wearing a face mask. I mean, you know, like, so petty, so dis, you know, disingenuous. What a joke. You think if it was if it was Jill Biden, Jill Biden, who I don't know how Jill Biden's off the hook when she's attributed to a quote from the Democrats Twitter, Democrats Twitter box account saying, if you want the pandemic to go away, vote. Oh, OK. So the only way the pandemic ends is if we elect Joe Biden. How does she get away with that? Now, CBS News, Bo Erickson tweeting earlier, um, Biden campaign own numbers show Florida is within closest reach for Trump to overcome Democrat early vote advantage. Trump needs 56% of the election day vote, the same he got in 2016. The Biden campaign manager, like I said, uh, Jen O'Malley, uh, Dylan said that they don't need Florida and said, quote, it's a coin toss. The president has never wavered as far as Florida goes. He has always said he's going to win Florida. The Biden camp at this point in time is saying Florida at best is a coin toss and is also making an excuse and saying, hey, we don't need Florida to win. Hey, we don't need Pennsylvania to win. 
I believe they are seeing something that has yet to be released to the public that shows that they are not doing well. So the four largest battleground states all in play, uh, the tweet continues, uh, the total voted so far 2.4 million in Pennsylvania, an estimated 67% of them for uh, Joe Biden. Trump needs 59% on election day to make up the gap. In Florida, he, uh, or excuse me, uh, 50% on election day, um, an estimated 51% of the 8.9 million that have already voted in Florida is for uh, Joe Biden. Trump needs 56% on election day to make up the gap. He did that um, in 2016. By the way, he also won 50% on election day in 2016 as far as Pennsylvania goes. Ohio. 3.2 million uh, have, have voted so far, an estimated 51% for Joe Biden. Trump needs 52% on election day to make up the gap. Uh, and in you know in Texas, I don't understand why people think Texas is in play. 9.7 million have supposedly already voted in Texas, 49% for Biden. Trump needing 53% on election day. 53% of the vote in texas on election day is absolutely nothing donald trump i am am extremely confident i never say for sure because we never know as far as politics go by the way anyone telling you that they know how the election is going to go tonight is lying to you no one knows exactly how it's going to go but i would bet good money that donald trump wins texas tonight the white house press secretary Kaylee McEnany. Now, take this with a grain of salt because, like I just said, anyone's saying that this will happen. And by the way, she's not saying that it will happen, but she's predicting that the president will win in a landslide. There's that word that's been whispered. It's, you know, you can't say it loud. Landslide. Kaylee McEnany, earlier today on Fox News, I actually watched the interview, believes that tonight will be a landslide. And that President Trump will win the states of Nevada and Minnesota. I'm going to tell you, as far as a hint goes, I'm going to get to my final prediction momentarily. She's not the only one who thinks the president's going to win Nevada and Minnesota. Our campaign believes that tonight will be a landslide. Uh, she also said that Florida and Ohio are, quote, a lock for the president. We believe this will be a landslide. And for the Biden campaign... To come out and double down on Hillary Clinton's egregious statement that no, under no circumstance should you concede just tells you all you need to know. Kaylee McEnany also predicted Trump will hold the states of Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan um, and said, quote, our voters turn out on election day. Today is the day the American people speak and endorse President Trump. Now, I want to just... Um, talk about the president for a moment. Oh, we'll probably talk about him for uh, more than just a moment. But this was a tweet I saw uh, on the Twitter box last night from Dan Scavino, who's always tweeting about the president. Um, this was at 3.24 this morning. 3.24 this morning. President Trump just returning to the White House on Election Day after making now remember when the program went off air last night the president uh was getting ready i'm not sure i can't remember when the program ended exactly but he was getting ready to 
um, land in Grand Rapids, Michigan. It was getting ready to do that rally. That was five rallies yesterday. It just unbelievable the energy he has. Now, on top of that, this morning at 7 a.m., so he just, the president landed uh, back at the White House at 3.24 a.m. At 7.24 a.m., he was not only awake, but he was doing an interview on Fox and Friends. The man is unbelievable. That's why I say we owe it to ourselves, to this country, to this president, to re-elect him today. Robert Cahaley from the uh, Trafalgar Group. As far as poll, oh, by the way, quick side note as far as the exit polls that come out and all the polling that you've heard before, do not believe any of them. The people, as far as uh, CBS polling goes, NBC polling goes, ABC, um, Nate Silver's polling, and um, 538 and all uh, that different polling and stuff, these people that have been telling you that the president's going to win in a landslide. NBC News, Chuck Todd, what did he say yesterday um, in his interview with Business Insider? Yep, there, there's, there's no hidden Trump vote. Well, we'll find out tonight. Um, do not believe his polling. They had Biden winning in a landslide. How could anyone believe that? Just the, and take a step back and look at Joe Biden. Look at how frail he is. Look at how, and I don't mean any disrespect, but how confused he is. He's not the same Joe Biden that his 47 years in politics have shown us that he was, you know, he used to be a fighter. In the United States Senate. He used to be sharp. He used to be on it. That Joe Biden is no more. Now, Robert Cahaley, Trafalgar Group, uh, his polling out today 49.7% uh, to Biden's uh, for the president, 45.4% for Biden in Georgia. 16 electoral votes in Georgia. The president, um, his path to victory includes Georgia. If you're a Republican, you have got to win Georgia. You have to win Florida if you're a Republican. You have to win Ohio. You have to win North Carolina. 11 votes in Arizona. You got to try and disrupt that blue wall up top as far as Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania goes. And by the way, as far as Biden goes, if he wins Pennsylvania and Michigan um, and Wisconsin, it's still not enough for Joe Biden to be the president. So, and I believe the president is in good shape as far as um, picking up, you know, holding Michigan and holding Wisconsin and holding Pennsylvania. I don't think he's lost any of his base, any of his voters from 2016. I don't believe he has lost any of those in those, um, the quote, blue wall states. And uh, Nevada, by the way, if the president loses Pennsylvania, he can make up for it. Joe Biden cannot. Nevada, the six electoral votes in Nevada, has the president 49.1%, Joe Biden 48.4%. In Florida, 49.4% Trump, 47.3% Biden. Now, there's another poll out from um, Rasmussen, 
which uh, was in just the news. It's um, uh, John Solomon's uh, website, as I know um, Rush points out often. John Solomon, by the way, was like the first person that was on top of the fake, phony, steal Hillary Clinton paying for it Russian dossier, which <clears throat> the FBI, our own FBI, used against President Trump. Remember that? That all happened um, in these four years that have, by the way, it seems like they have just absolutely flown by. Now, in John Solomon's um, uh, report, despite polls favoring Biden, most voters believe Trump will win the election. Among likely voters, 43% believe Trump will cinch the election and win another four years in the White House, while 40% believe Joe Biden will win the election. The remaining 17% were unsure. Among Republican respondents, 78% were certain their nominee would win, while 40% uh, percent of independent voters felt that way as well. Uh, the survey of 1,200 likely voters, by the way, I, I, you know, as far as polling goes, I always um, try to tell you the uh, people that were um, in the poll as far as the number of people goes. Because, you know, this poll, uh, 1,200 voters, does that speak for the entire country? Absolutely not. Rasmussen noted that the extreme confidence of Trump supporters is reminiscent of the confidence voiced by Clinton supporters in 2020. 16. Now, you're probably saying, all right, Philip, get into when are we going to see results of the election? When can I see, you know, what what are the battleground states? You know, when do they close? What's going on in the House? What's going on in the Senate? Make, you know, have no fear because we're going to go through all of that right here, right now. CNBC, with the help of CNBC, has it here. By the way, a great job. I'll give you all the times and the electoral votes um, <clears throat> that are that are in the states. When each state's polling closes and how many electoral votes they have at 7 p.m. By the way, it's five o'clock now in two hours time. 7 p.m. Georgia, 16 elect electoral votes in Georgia. Swing state. Look for Georgia at seven. Um, uh, Virginia as well as a swing state, but I have it in the Biden category. Look for that. Um, also Indiana closes 11 electoral votes in Indiana should go to the president. Eight electoral votes in Kentucky should go to Trump, South Carolina. The nine electoral votes there should go to Trump. Vermont should go to Joe Biden. Half hour later at seven 30, the, um, Three big states here, 7 and 7.30 are massive times because North Carolina closes at 7.30. Swing state North Carolina, the president has got to win North Carolina to be reelected. The 15 elect, uh, electoral votes there, 7.30, 18 in Ohio. The president has got to win Ohio to win the presidency tonight. 18 electoral votes there, West Virginia um, five electoral votes. I have the president winning North Carolina and winning Ohio. 8 p.m. We have a lot of states closing. Nine in Alabama should go Trump. Connecticut, seven electoral votes should go Biden. Delaware, three votes should go Biden. D.C., three should go Biden. Florida, Florida, Florida. Hopefully, knock on wood, I pray to God that it goes to Donald Trump. He needs to win Florida to win the presidency. 
Illinois, 20 electoral votes in Illinois will go um, Joe Biden. Maine, now Maine's second congressional district. The president won that in 2016. I think he will win that um, tonight. So I would give a vote there to Trump. I would give the remaining three um, in Maine that makes up four to um, Joe Biden. Maryland, uh, the 10 electoral votes in Maryland should go Biden. Massachusetts should go Biden. Mississippi to Trump. Uh, Mississippi has six electoral votes. By the way, Maryland 10, Massachusetts 11. Uh, Mississippi has six. Missouri has 10, should go Trump. New Hampshire. New Hampshire is a swing state. Um, New Hampshire was one um, in um, uh, 2016 by Hillary Clinton. Um, I believe I have it in front of me here. Yes, New Hampshire went to Clinton in uh, 2016. I have it as a swing state. The president could win um, New Hampshire. We'll find out about that. But for now, I'll give it to Joe Biden. I will also give New Jersey to Biden. 14 electoral votes there. Oklahoma should go to the president. The seven there. Pennsylvania, Lord knows when we will get a result on Pennsylvania. But I do believe that the president will eventually, whenever the result comes out for Pennsylvania, that Pennsylvania will go to the president. Four votes in Rhode Island would will go to Joe Biden. 11 in Tennessee should go to Donald Trump. Uh, 8.30. Now, we have six electoral votes that, uh, that uh, Arkansas closing there. Arkansas should go for the president. 9 p.m. we get another batch of states with electoral votes. 156 electoral votes come out at 9 p.m. Arizona, Arizona, Lord knows where it's going. I believe, though, that the president will win Arizona. I'm going to give Colorado, which is a swing state, nine electoral votes, 11 in Arizona. Um, uh, so the nine in Colorado, I'll give that to Joe Biden. I would love to see the president win Colorado. I think it is a battleground state. But for uh, as far as my prediction goes, I'm giving it to Biden. Kansas, six electoral votes in Kansas to Trump. Louisiana, eight electoral votes to Trump. Michigan is a big swing state. I believe once the votes are all said and done, the president will win the state of Michigan and the 16 electoral votes. Minnesota, 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 Minnesota. I have been talking about Minnesota. I want it so desperately to go to the president. I'm extremely undecided about it. I think the president can pick it off and that that's like my state that I just I believe the president will win it tonight he very well may not but I have the president in my prediction by the way this is just what I predict you know I could be totally and completely wrong and look like a moron and that's just fine but I'm telling you Nevada and Minnesota um and uh we'll get to Nevada in a second but Minnesota I just I got Trump winning Minnesota Nebraska, five electoral votes to Trump. New Mexico, five electoral votes. I've said New Mexico could potentially be a swing state. I'm going to throw New Mexico to Joe Biden. New York, I didn't even have to talk about it. 29 electoral votes. It disgusts me. I voted in New York State. I live in New York State today. 29 electoral votes should go to Biden. Ugh. North Dakota, South Dakota, six votes between them, three each to the president. Texas, 38 electoral votes. Um... Texas is the counter argument to California for the Democrats as far as the counter state, I should say, 
um, for Republicans, two Democrats in California. 30 ele electoral votes should go to Trump. Wisconsin, battleground, swing state, 9 o'clock close. I have Wisconsin going to the president. 10 electoral votes there. Wyoming, three electoral votes should go to the president. 10 p.m. now, more swing states. Iowa, six electoral votes. I believe the president wins Iowa. Montana, three electoral votes should go to the president. Nevada, big swing state, six electoral votes. I think the president wins it. Six electoral votes to Trump. By the way, if he loses Pennsylvania, he can make up for it. Nevada's one of them. Iowa's one of them where he can make up for it. Utah, I have always identified as a swing state, but I believe Utah will go and there's six electoral votes to the president tonight. 11 p.m. is when Biden will get that big, massive 55 electoral votes in California. Idaho, four electoral votes should go um, to uh, Biden. I believe Clinton won Idaho, or excuse me, four electoral votes in Idaho should go to Trump at 11 o'clock. Oregon, excuse me, should go to Biden. Um, seven electoral votes there. Washington State, 12 electoral votes went to Clinton in 2016, should go to Biden um, in 2020 tonight. Hawaii has four electoral votes. Hawaii went Clinton in 2016. Hawaii will probably go Biden in 2020. You have four electoral votes there. Three electoral votes then roll in from uh, Alaska. Um, so that's basically when you're going to get... Um, the results when things uh, when states close when you'll start to get an indication as to who is winning those states and the times that we will uh, begin to see it now besides the presidential race I want to take a break from that for a, a second because there are big massive Senate races as well on top of the president hopefully being reelected tonight we absolutely need the Republicans to hold the majority in the Senate. And I just, I pray to God, gain a majority um, in the uh, House of Representatives. Now, I have all the Republican um, nominees here, the candidates tonight. In the Senate, there are, and I'll count them for you, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 Senate races that we need Republicans to win. Um, Alabama, the Republican. Tommy Tuberville. Arizona, Republican. Martha McSally. Colorado, Republican. Cory Gardner. Georgia Republican. There's two Georgia Senate races, by the way. There's a special election that I hope Doug Collins, who is the congressman from Georgia, has been uh, just a staunch supporter of the president. I hope he gets uh, wins the special election. I also hope that David Perdue is uh, wins the Georgia uh, the other Senate race in Georgia, Iowa. Iowa's big tonight. Joni Ernst, the Republican there. Republican Roger Marshall in Kansas, Kentucky Republican. Who is the Kentucky Republican? Cocaine Mitch himself, Mitch McConnell. I, I, I don't really know why they have it as a battleground. And I love Mitch McConnell. I think he's been fantastic. I think he's been better than he's ever been in his entire career. 
under this president's leadership. Over 200 federal judges confirmed, three Supreme Court justices confirmed. I believe tonight Mitch McConnell will be reelected. I really, truly want it to happen. In Maine, Republicans, Susan Collins, you know, Susan Collins, she's a Republican vote. I know, I know, Susan Collins. Michigan, John James has a real chance tonight in Michigan. He's been quoted uh, by the president and has said that John James is a, quote, rock star. Montana, Steve Daines. North Carolina, Tom Tillis. Big night in North Carolina tonight. Tom Tillis is running up against a guy who has openly cheated on his wife and has lied about it, Cal Cunningham. How can you not? In North Carolina, the Tar Heel State, vote to reelect. Um, Tom Tillis, I really, truly don't know. And then um, South Carolina, uh, uh, Lindsey Graham, I really believe Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell are um, indeed safe. But like I said, we can take no chances um, tonight at all whatsoever. Now, the House has, oh, by the way, the Democrats need a net gain of four uh, seats in the House to regain power. 53 Republicans currently, Democrats 47, a Republican majority, as we know. And by the way, this those um, races are per the um, AP that have those competitive um, battleground races, basically. In the House, Republicans currently have 198. I say 96 because Amash is one of the Republicans. I don't really trust him whatsoever. He's a never-Trumper, that dang Justin Amash. But include him. Republicans have 198 members um, in the House compared to the Democrats, 232. Republicans require a net gain of 17 to gain a, um, a majority in the House of Representatives tonight. So there are some big races there um, as well. Or excuse me, as far as uh, one, uh, 198 going, you need 218 to get a majority. So you need a net gain of 20 seats um, in the uh, House as far as Republicans go. But anyway, so here are the races, the districts that are battleground, that are uh, uh, tight races. California's 21st district. The Republican there is David Valadao. Uh, California's 25th district, Mike Garcia, the Republican there. Georgia's 6th district, Karen Handel. Georgia's 7th district, Robert Waddell. Illinois' 13th district, Rodney Davis, the Republican, Indiana's 5th, Kenneth Tucker, Iowa's 1st district. Iowa's 1st and 2nd district um, are both up for grabs. Ash Ashley uh, uh, Hinson is the Republican in the 1st district. Marinette Miller-Meeks is the 2nd um, uh, uh, Iowa 2nd District Republican there. In Iowa's 3rd District, David Young, the Republican. Maine's 2nd Congressional District. Like I said, also keep your eye on Maine's 2nd um, con Congressional District for the presidency as well. The Republican there is Dal Crafts. Minnesota's 7th uh, Congressional District, Michelle Fishbach, the Republican. Nebraska's 2nd, Donald Bacon, the Republican, New Jersey's third, David Richter is the Republican, New Mexico, Yvette Harrell, the Republican in the second district of New Mexico. I uh, wasn't sure if I said New Jersey's third um, or not. New York's 11th district, Nicole Maliotakis is the Republican uh, in New York's 22nd con uh, congressional district, Claudia Tenney, Ohio's first, Steve Chabot, 
uh, Oklahoma's fifth, Stephanie Bice, Stephanie Bice, uh, Pennsylvania's tenth, Scott Perry, uh, Calif uh, excuse me, South Carolina's first, Nancy Mace, Texas's twenty-first district, Chip Roy, Texas's twenty-second, Troy Nels, Texas's twenty-fourth district, Beth Van Duyn uh, Dunn is her name. Uh, and then in Virginia's second, Scott Taylor, and Virginia's seventh, Nick Freitas is the Republican there. So there is more there. You know, like I said, there's a lot, a lot of races that are up for grabs as far as the Senate and the House of Representatives go. Now, I want to just quickly end and give you my closing argument for what we are going to see in a few hours. I have advocated to be to being a strong supporter of Donald J. Trump. I truly believe that the best choice in this election is to re-elect Donald J. Trump. Please get out and vote. This is our day as far as a country goes. This is election day in America. Something I have pointed out for a long time, is that there is a painting by John McNaughton. He's a painter out of Salt Lake City, Utah. It's called The National Emergency. It's Democrats on the left stepping on the American flag. Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Rashida Tlaib, Chuck Schumer, Ilhan Omar, Adam Schiff, Schiff, Nancy Pelosi, Maxine Waters, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, all standing on our American flag. While you have the president on the right, strongly, you know, he's, he's standing there. He's praying. He's hoping that our country can come through, that our country can be better than it's ever been before. That's what Make America Great Again is all about. I would encourage everyone to check it out. Paul Bedard. The Washington Examiner um, early in the year. And I said that these are reasons why the president gets reelected in 2020. Today, economic prosperity uh, that the president has put forward. I put lifting the burden of overregulation, again uh, listed by Paul Bedard. Fairer trade, securing the border, restoring the rule of law. Safer communities. What have we seen as far as Joe Biden and liberal Democrat ran cities in this country? They have been overtaken and there's been no answer from Democrat leadership at all. Advancing America's interests abroad, rebuilding the nation's defense, honoring our veterans, combating the opioid crisis, putting patients first, the right to try, safeguarding life, religious liberties, transforming the courts over 200 federal judges have been confirmed by mitch mcconnell and this president energy dominus we, we went through the energy st statistics from earlier that the president has put forward educational opportunities all because of this president now compare three years of president trump with 47 years of Joe Biden being in politics. Here are some of Biden's quotes. Poor kids are just as bright and talented as white kids. And as far as these quotes go, you can't say, oh, well, it's just a gaffe. 
if he if our president if our leader says this on a national stage everyone is watching everyone questions if he is mentally there if he can cog if he has the strength cognitively to serve as our president does someone who is strong enough that has a sane mind say that poor kids are just as bright and as talented as white kids how about we choose truth over facts or you're a lying dog when referring to a and when talking to a 21 year old girl you're a lying dog-faced pony soldier and i was a democratic caucus what that doesn't even mean anything about when he says we hold these truths to be self-evident all men and women created uh equal by the oh you you know you know the thing now biden during the last debate was talking about all the donations he's been getting he said back when he was first running for the senate for the senate that he prostitutes himself to big donors how about my state is a slave state and you can't go into a 7-eleven or a dunkin donuts without a slight indian accent how about when he referred to barack hussein obama president hope and change as the first articulate mainstream african-american and you know what and and he's bright and he's clean and he's a and he's a nice looking guy you know that's that storybook how about then this is the cherry on top of them all besides saying that police have become the enemy and that yes we can find a way to reallocate funding to our police officers that bravely put their lives on the line every single day for the safety and prosperity of our communities how about if you don't know if you're for me or if you're for trump if you even dare think about what donald trump has put forward for african americans then you ain't black on how add on top of that maxine waters yesterday saying to young black conservative voters young blacks if you vote for trump i will never ever forgive you and don't ever show your face that's because the democrat party and they are the party of racism they're the party of slavery they're the party of the kkk they believe that 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 for some reason minorities african americans hispanics that they owe them a vote minorities don't owe the democrat party a thing while that they while they believe that they owe them the votes donald trump believes in earning the african-american vote the hispanic vote and i'll get to his economic figures as far as those minority groups go in a minute but biden you know as far as uh, senator strom thurmond goes who was a segregationist he worked with him in the 1994 crime bill he eulogized robert bird who was a recruiter for the kkk it it i just i can't believe that anyone would ever want to vote for this man on top of all that you know he, how about his uh connection with the minnesota freedom fund and kamala harris as well kamala harris the most liberal senator in the united states senate they were literally advocating to get criminals 
out of jail. You know, we've talked about his shady dealings in China, in Ukraine, fire the prosecutor, Victor Shokin, or else you're not getting a billion taxpayer dollars. He said he'll get us back to do, doing deals with Iran so far away. What's he going to do? Give them $1.5 billion again? Iran has nuclear weapons because of Joe Biden and because of Barack Hussein Obama. 95 million Americans out of the labor force under Joe Biden. Do we really want to gamble and give him another shot? Don't you think if Biden was going to implement all the changes and all the policies that he advocates for now, he would have done it at some point during his 47-year political career? It's fool me once, shame on you. But fool us for 47 years and shame on us for giving you another opportunity to, to bring corruption and chaos and, as he says, a dark winter to this country. Compare that to Donald J. Trump. The three years, he, he ran in 2015, he started his campaign in 2015. That was, I guess, starting his political career five years ago. What has he brought to this country? The best economy this country has ever seen. The lowest unemployment records for blacks, for Asians, for Latinos, for women, for youths, for disabled Americans. He has incentivized companies to stay in the United States, to build and work here, repatriating American jobs. He's negotiated new trade deals with China, with Japan. He renegotiated us out of NAFTA and built the USMCA. Joe Biden put us in NAFTA. He got us out of the Paris Climate Accord, saving billions of dollars to spend domestically in this country. As far as the border wall goes, he has over 400 miles built. He gave trillions of dollars to the U.S. military. He rebuilt the VA. How about the right to try? The, you know, if, if you're dying, if you have a terminal illness, why would you not be allowed to experiment with drugs, you know, that have the potential to kill you? But at that point, it, it's worth it. He's been a pro-life president. He's the first president that attended the March for Life. We went through the oil and gas figures and how frack, you know, banning fracking, which Biden will do, will destroy Pennsylvania, will destroy this country's economy. Under this president, oil and gas production, we are the U, we are in energy independent. We are a net exporter of oil and of natural gas. Along with the Senate and Mitch McConnell, over 200 federal judges have been confirmed by this president. On top of that, not one, Neil Gorsuch, not two, Brett Kavanaugh, but three, Amy Coney Barrett, justices confirmed to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court, by the way, that Chuck Schumer, what does Chuck Schumer say? Everything is on the table. He will pack the Supreme Court. Under, with Joe Biden as president, Schumer will work with him to give statehood to Puerto Rico and D.C., ensuring that there are four more Democrat senators end the legislative filibuster and end the electoral college, which is so important to this country. And you'll see that in a few hours time. 
How about pledging $250 million annually to historically black colleges and universities? And on top of that, uh, you know, promising $500 billion to African Americans if the president is reelected tonight. Criminal justice reform was done under this president. The First Step Act, letting blacks that were put in jail because of Joe Biden's 1994 crime bill, letting them out, letting them see their families and loved ones and friends again. You know, as far as the whole George Floyd um, incident goes and the tragedy that happened there, well, he expedited an investigation. He said, listen, DOJ, FBI, this is a top priority. And by the way, I think his handling of the George Floyd incident is one of the reasons why he will win Minnesota tonight, or as I believe he'll win Minnesota tonight. Opportunity zones, school choice, all done under this president. Look for at foreign policy. Qasem Soleimani will never have another American's blood on his hands because he is gone and is rotting in hell because of President Trump. Joe Biden, on the other hand, opposed the raid that killed Osama bin Laden. Joe Biden put troops in Iraq. He voted for the Iraq war. Al-Baghdadi is gone. One of the things the president does not get enough credit for is the fact that you don't hear a single peep out of ISIS anymore. They were running wild in 2016 under Barack Hussein Obama, President Hope and Change, and Joe Biden. No, 100% of the ISIS caliphate is gone. Drug costs, prescription drug costs have been lowered by this president. Also, as far as foreign policy goes, Israel at peace with the UAE, at peace with Bahrain. We have economic normalization between Serbia and Kosovo. Again, because of Donald Trump's strong leadership, historic tax cuts, money back in American families' pockets because of this president. You know, I've said this before. We have a clear choice today. It's capitalism or it's socialism. It's, it's energy independence or being dependent on other countries for energy when we're the best at it. The president has gone up against the Democrat Party, the radical left, the dishonest, corrupt, pathological, prolific, pathetic liars in the mainstream media. He's gone up against never-Trump Republicans. He's gone up against foreign leaders that want to take advantage of the United States. And guess what? He has stood up to every single last one of them. The president tweeting out this morning, To all of our supporters, thank you from the bottom of my heart. You have been there from the beginning, and I will never let you down. Your hopes are are my hopes your dreams are my dreams and your future is what i am fighting for every single day well i think that we owe it to ourselves to our country to this president to re-elect donald trump make no mistake about it this election is a referendum on him we chant to this president 
we love you for a reason because he loves us he loves winning he loves success and above all else he loves this country there is unity through success the president was bringing that unity so instead of the president thanking his supporters for everything that they've done his supporters all of us should be thanking him for what he has done for this country this president by the way i'll give you my final prediction i have it as the president being re-elected with a hundred with excuse me 322 electoral votes to joe biden only getting 216 that is more electoral votes than the president got in 2016 306 to 232 was the final result there i truly believe that we owe it to ourselves to our future generations to the entire world looking on at our country to re-elect donald j trump i'll finish as i began ronald reagan 1984 every promise every opportunity is still golden in this land and through that golden door our children can walk into tomorrow with the knowledge that no one can be denied the promise that is america her heart is full her torch is still golden her future bright she has arms big enough to comfort and strong enough to support for the strength in her arms is the strength of her people she will carry on unafraid unashamed and unsurpassed in this springtime of hope some lights seem eternal america's is we we assure ourselves that every single word that president reagan spoke about in 1984 still remains the same by doing our part and on this day of days re-electing donald j trump as the 45th president of these great united states of america